Gentlemen, how are you doing? Man, I, I'm feeling wavy today, man. It's a, oh, it's a great day. It's good. We are all feeling quite wavy today. And uh, we don't have an episode number. We don't have an episode title. But you'll see it in the podcatcher near you. We're going to get straight to business today because we are feeling very business-like. And we are feeling very good today. Yeah, there's, rather there's, good. The weather's nice. Yeah. It's not too hot. Those mornings not are crisp. Hot. Yeah. The dude, I've been working out every morning. I've gone for a walk or lifted weights. I haven't I haven't had a five day streak in quite some time. So it's it's been beautiful. Nice. But uh yeah, before we get started, I'm gonna spread some gratitude to everybody who listened to the other show that I produce for Common Sense Media. The Edge Free Show. Um, the reception, the love, the engagement has been fantastic. The feedback, uh, all those things. Thank you all so much. It means a lot to us. We're looking to grow. And uh, as I always say, as corny as it may be, we hope you laugh and you learn. But we're not talking about edge free today. This is the wave. And we're going to ride multiple waves today because I could just I could just feel this energy so uh, do you guys have anything you'd like to shout out? Yeah, I'd like to shout out to you, Edge. You've been giving me some pretty good tutelage lately. Whether it's with the show, the equipment that we're using, or just general life advice, you've been really, really good to me as a friend, brother. And I appreciate that. I appreciate you, man. And uh, hey, just for you guys that are like all, you're betas. <laughs> I'm going to say it. I love you, man. Yeah, I love you too, brother. And yeah. I love you, Trey. I love you guys, man. And, and there's nothing love. wrong the love between two men. <laughs> it's brotherly love. Three men. Hey. We're, now we're back in Roman times. So. Oh, All right. Okay. I'm going to stop right there. <laughs> um, let's Trey, see. From, from my perspective, a little gratitude I would like to give out today uh, goes to somebody who's been there since my day one, my sister, Nay. Wow. Um, I've been going through a lot of changes in life, um, a lot of ups, some downs uh, all around. And... We've really reconnected through these times. She's been there for me, checking on me, helping me. Just, you know, she may be 300 miles away, but she's been doing her best to be right next to me. And I greatly appreciate it. And it is always, always love. Thank you, Nay. I'm going to say thank you, Nay, as well, for being there for your brother. Um, I, for those of you who don't know, Trey and I are related. No way. <laughs> what? Bro. What? <laughs> what? Therefore, Nay and I are related. And so uh, we've had some uh, ups and downs as of late. Uh, we lost our grandmother. I don't want to talk too much about it here, but um, she's in a better place now. We love her. We miss her. And so we much. hope to make her proud. So a uh, little bit more housekeeping, I will say. You can follow us as a brand, Common Sense Media, at Common Sense Media on Instagram, on Twitter, 
calm sense media because in the uh, Twitter does not like having those three extra characters. <laughs> <laughs> so had to do what I had to do. Let's get going, y'all. So how y'all feeling? What are, we, what are we getting into? I'm excited. Oh man, there's a lot to dive into. It's been a a tumultuous week, couple weeks. For real, it's a lot of things going on, man. A lot of business to be handled. A lot of uh, ups, a lot of you know, lefts, a lot of rights, a lot of turns, a lot of twists. It's like a pretzel. <laughs> uh, soft and baked uh, hello <laughs> uh, but it's uh you know i think the first thing kind of uh we getting into today hmm. uh you know i want to get on that term that y'all were talking about honestly i'm like excited to hear about mm, what quiet are. quitting yes yeah so we uh in the pre-show which uh once we go public which will be very soon um we will have our pre-shows, I'm thinking. Let people hear that as we warm up, record that, and, you know, let them get into it. But something we're, just, something we're talking about. Anyway, in the pre-show, we we mentioned quiet quitting as being a trend. As we know, as you all know, or many of you know, we are in what's called the great resignation. And that is a term for people who have been impacted by the pandemic working at home, <clears throat> realizing, hey, I could do my job at home. I don't need to go to the office. And all these companies who are scrambling to find talent, it's just, it's the perfect storm. So the great resignation has been a lot of people just looking for new jobs, changing jobs rapidly. Ah, you know what? Bump that. I don't like this. I'm out of here. I'm going over there. Okay. So quiet quitting is something that kind of coincides with the with the great resignation. And uh, I'm going to cheat a little bit and read you a official definition. Someone in the official, this is from investopedia.com, but quiet quitting refers to doing the minimum requirements of one's job mm-hmm. and putting no more effort, time, nor enthusiasm, enthusiasm than absolutely necessary. Mm-hmm. So they have another saying... Uh, that people have been using as an ethos is called accurate wage. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 I like yeah. that. <laughs> uh, uh, shout out to Park in the Discord. Uh, he actually said that. Yeah. <laughs> he, he said that recently. Yeah. Accurate wage. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's been making it's been making the rounds. People really adopt that now because how many times have you done the thing like where you know you're saying you go sometimes in ten to ten. That's brutal. Like, is that worth it? Like, oh, okay. So that completely coincides. I see where you're coming from with that. So I, I saw a uh, a YouTube video recently within the last week. I can't give you an exact timeline. It's probably like 10 days. But this lady was saying that, hey, I'm still doing my job. Mm-hmm. I'm just not killing myself doing my job because she cared about her reputation. And I, when, I, when I find the video on my YouTube history, because I'm sure there's like 20 million videos since then because spoiler alert i watch youtube more than i probably should it's like my number one app now they got me hooked bro yeah me too my screen time <laughs> my screen time is nothing but like yeah know, i mean like tubers. my I, I i typically listen to podcasts but yo youtube's just recently man that that's the killer app for me i watch it more than any streaming video service out there yeah but um she said that she'll do her job she won't tank it because she wants to have a good reputation she needs that that thing that that uh the the, refer, the referral or when they ask you hey can we p- contact your previous employer 
yeah, sure. Cause I did my job. I have no, I'm, I'm comfortable with that. Yeah. So, um, but she was saying as she was doing it, she'd be looking for other jobs, putting apps in. So that's what the quiet quitting is. It's okay. just like, Hey, I'm, I'm doing no more than I need to do. You're getting your 40, you're getting your quality, enough quality, but I'm checked. I'm, I got a foot out the door. Okay. Yeah. I'm never really, you know, I've, not quite in some circles, I guess, but you know, yeah, that's yeah, <laughs> yeah man. I mean, that's and that's that's I guess that's been like a huge, huge thing. I honestly, I'd never heard it until last week, mm. and then since last week, and, and so this is how the news works, right? Somebody catches on, and then everybody talks about it. I've heard it more and more and more on shows, podcasts, uh, the, the, the tech John with uh, Rob Dunwood. Uh, Terrence Gaines and Stephanie Humphreys. That's a really great tech show. They uh, they offhand just kind of mentioned it, and I was like, "Dang, it really it's it's hitting everywhere." Okay, mm-hmm. this is this is a thing. So um, I actually spoke with my teammate in my profession, um, not necessarily about quiet quitting, but just talking about the mentality that workers have now because he's older than me. Like uh, I think he's got about. 10 or 11 years. And what I wanted to ask you guys about on this topic is because you guys, I got almost a decade on YouTube. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so as workers, do you feel that companies should give you everything that you need from a, not just from a wage standpoint, benefits, et cetera? Like, do you feel like as a package, when an employer is trying to come to you, um, or I don't, well, maybe not necessarily you two. I don't, I don't want to get too personal with you because that, that can be, no, that, gonna... that can expose you. But do you know other people in, in like in your age range that say, Hey, look, give me everything that I need now. And then I'll decide if I want to stay like, like, or, or if I want to take the job and then if I'm in the job, I might do a little bit more to work hard for it. Uh, Am I wording that correctly? I, I get where you're coming from now. I mean, I've, I'm a little bit of a different breed when it comes to like the way I work from people in my like age group. Yeah. Specifically, um, you know, a couple of jobs worked them from bottom to top. Um, and then running a business for a long time. So I, I come from a business standpoint. Mm -hmm. Um, you don't, you're never going to get, you know, the total package, like tenure and being there should bring benefits. Like, so as somebody who, you know, total disclosure, now that I know what quiet quitting is, uh, (laughs) thank you for the definition, Mr. E. In the, the, you know, the process of quietly quitting my job that I've done for the last 10 years, um, going into the job search and going into the, uh, you know, into the market, as you would say, I don't expect to be given everything that I would want directly and immediately, Mm. you know, but I need to know what you know, as I interview, okay, you know, what, what's the starting going to be like? Like, for example, with uh, my previous employer, um, when you come into a salaried role, you start off with one week vacation. After three years, you get a second week. After five years, you get a third week, you know, things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, I need to know how that is broken down and what I can expect. Mm -hmm. I don't expect to come in after working for the same place for 10 years and get a month of vacation. Like I, you know, currently have, like, that's just not, you know, applicable. That's not a responsible thing to do. You're not going to give me the sun and the moon without seeing what I can do for you. Right. Right. You know, I I need to, I need to earn some things or, you know, you got to earn some benefits, but I also coming in, like I have a family, like you, I can't earn health benefits. I need to know that I can get those immediately. 
the you know things of that nature um but you know you, you're not you're not going to get the sun and the moon you're not going to get a full platter coming in with one foot in the door when you're just coming out of something else right. i wouldn't give somebody that from somebody who's been hiring people for the last seven years i'm not going to give you everything that you asked for but show me what you can do and maybe we can meet at a middle ground you know um yeah that lends itself to like my position um I want to see if like something in the future would kind of recognize the experience that I've had. So I'm not really looking for like, you know, I've had five years at this place before when I worked. Uh, I know I'm not going to get the five year time off. I'm not going to get those kind of benefits and stuff, but I want to see if the salary will line up. I want to see if those things will accommodate me because I am looking for a new job right now. Yeah, looking, yeah we're, we're both in that same boat. We got to offset the, the cost of, you know, what's the commute like, what's this and that, like, what am I going to jump into? And, you know, I hope, I hope, I hope for all of us, we all just kind of find something that is a good compromise, but yeah, that compromise is key for a lot of people. And I think the more extreme side of quiet quitting is not compromising on certain, like, like just certain things that you just will not stand for because maybe you just had, maybe you just had a bad taste in your mouth from a previous experience. I can understand that, but you know, from a professionalism standpoint, you have to compromise on some things. Yeah. But there are some things you cannot compromise on, yeah. you know? Hey, look, my salary was this. I have kids and bills to pay. I cannot accept less than this. Mm-hmm. That's right. just, uh, I, that's something I can't do. I understand that I'm not going to, you know, make what I've made after being somewhere for 10 years, but I can't take where I started. Yeah. I, I can't take where I started. I got to, that experience has to garner something, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so I understand that. And, you know, again, to answer your question that you brought out, you know, you cannot expect the world given to you as you just come into it before you experience it, especially if you're switching industries, especially, um, you know, if you're doing something that's a, a 180 from what you've been doing, experience will get you only such far. They, you got to see what your eyes. You got to know what you're getting before you're given things. You know, I hire people and say, hey, you know, I'm going to start you at this. Give me 30 days of this and I can get you here. Yeah. But I got to see it first. Yeah. And well, at least you're laying out a goal for people because sometimes you get hired in or hired on and it's like, okay, come in, do the work. Okay, cool. I do the work. I do the job. These are my functions in this role. Someone like me personally, it's like, okay, I start thinking about the future after a certain point. Like I kind of look at, <clears throat> I don't know how you guys are. The first year I think about it like, okay, I'm learning the culture. Yeah. The second year, now that I know the culture, I have or I have a, a, a good idea of what the culture is like. Now I start to kind of work myself into that culture. Adapt like, to the culture. Yeah, that first year is kind of like you inject yourself here and there, but you don't bite off more than you can chew. Yeah. And then the third year is where you're like, okay, cool. I'm really I have really come into my own. It's time. I don't want to say establish dominance, but you, you really establish. What, Put your foot down. Hey, this right, is what I'm here to right. do. This is how I'm going to do it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So for someone to come in with no experience and be like, hey, I need X. I can see how I, I don't want to go uh, um, generationist, but I can see how like Gen Xers and boomers, et cetera, and the like are like, um, man, you guys don't want to work for anything. Back in my day, 
right? They they get mad. Like you expect everything. And they look at the millennials and below and they get upset and they say, well, you know, you guys just, you, you, you expect everything up front. It's instant gratification, which is full disclosure. What my teammate and I kind of talked about a little bit. He's like, I, I, I hate that attitude of, you know, giving me everything now. Well, you got to earn it. And I do, I do agree with that. You've got to kind of, you have to earn certain things. Certain things, yes. However, on the flip side, gone are the days of sitting in a cubicle, a factory, a warehouse, fill in the blank for 30, 40 years, and then you die. Retiring. You retire, and then you die. And it's like, hey, thank you for your service. Cool. Because here's what they're going to do. When you die... They're going to pack up your stuff. Some people are going to cry. They're going to be sad, but they're going to post your job. Yeah. yeah. It's replaced. <laughs> it's, it's rinse and repeat. Repeat. Like it's, it's literal. So yeah, like I was saying, uh, uh, gone are the days of sitting in your cubicle, warehouse, et cetera, and, and, and dying. Right. Uh, and, and having your job reposted. And I look at, I don't want to bleed into our other show, our sports show, but using sports as an analogy, you would have these players stay on a team their entire career or most of their career, and then the team would go, you know what? Scottie Pippen. Yeah, or, or, or whoever. Hey, you know what, man? We want to go in a different direction. It's time to go. Yeah. Sorry, dude. We, we want to get younger. We need new prospects. You got to go. You know, free up the salary. Thanks for your, thank you for your service. Come, thanks for coming out. God bless you. Good night. <laughs> right? And now you got players realizing how much power in, that, they ha- that they have and how much influence and how much of a brand they are. LeBron James. Yeah, I'm going to take my, my talents to South Beach. Yeah, that 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 messed up so many fans. Oh, dude! I mean, they were burning his jersey. It was one of the first times where it was in the new era where he just decided to follow what he thought was a great team, which was like Wade, Bosch, right? And then people saying, "We made you, we made you, skirt." Like, nah, I'm putting the working in the gym, right? What? What? (laughs) I can't believe I'm going to quote him, Drake. You wasn't in the gym shooting jays with him. (laughs) (laughs) You wasn't with me shooting. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, 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 Uh, yeah. yeah, I get it. I get it. Um, And. Go ahead, man. No, nah, just to, to kind of go on your point, like, so I, like we talked about it in the job for a new market or in the market for a new job. Uh, I put in my two weeks, right? So then my regional comes down, um, talks to me, talks to me, you know, tries to talk me out of it. Oh, you know, it would give you a little bump, you know? Well, what's going on? Why? You know, what's going on? Why is X, Y, Z? Uh, you know, man, I just think it's time to, to put in something else. I can do more things. I've right. done this for a long time. Okay, you know, we can accept that. Week later, my regional vice president comes down. A little more. You know, again, same thing. Why? What's going on? Uh, what's going on with you? You know, you've been with us for this long. You know, we've done this for you. We've, you know, helped you grow. And like, absolutely, you have. You know, I'm, I've... And I thank you. I, exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, I, and thank you very much. Uh, but, you know, at, you know, at this point, I feel it's time to go. So then, okay, a couple of days go by. Like, my position is filled. Another manager's coming in on Tuesday. Hmm. You know, my my position is filled. Yeah, just keep it moving. That didn't take long. Didn't take long at all. I didn't even work my two weeks out. I wow. still have one more day left. And today my position was filled. And it just reassured me in the 
you know, the aspect of, hey, what you're doing for you is the right move. You can't live your life based on, oh, you know, I put in 30, 40 years for this company. I put in 10 years for this company. I, I, I owe them. Yeah, I don't owe them. Excuse me. I don't owe them shit. Like, I don't owe them anything. Like, yeah, you, you took me from an 18-year-old kid as a, you know, a server to a 28-year-old man as a general manager who understands how to run a business and understands how things work on another side, but I don't owe you anything. It's rinse and repeat. Some people come, some people go, but there's always people to fill the holes. So you can't take that, um, you know, that kind of aspect of it and feel burdened for, you know, putting your job yeah. in a hole. <laughs> That's and, why they have recruiters and hiring managers and things of that nature. And it's not that you don't appreciate it because obviously you do. No, absolutely. It's just like, hey, you get to a point where it's it's time for a change. Mm -hmm. You know, you're like, hey, because the company will, or a team, hey, we're going to go in a different direction. But what about me and my family? Well, good luck to you. Mm -hmm. But I I like it here. No, we appreciate you, but we're going to go in a different direction. But I want to stay here. Uh, we get it, but you can't. We're going to go in a different direction. I'm going to keep repeating that phrase if I keep going on for another 20, 30 minutes, and then yeah. it'll be a boring show. So I'm going <laughs> to stop. <laughs> so, but that's what they do. Yeah, so I've had some experiences of my own trying to find this job. I've been a little naive because I've taken what the older generations have shown me, that you can get a job and retire with one. And that loyalty just doesn't seem to exist anymore. No. Like, full disclosure, I turned down a contract gig. Like, I, I aced it. I aced the interview. They loved me. I had a great video interview. People were just asking me about my office. Like, my office is set up really nice, much like this office, which is really, really sweetie. <laughs> Appreciate you. But, uh, yeah, I just thought, in my mind, I was like, I want to have another long, long tenure ship somewhere. But, you know, in that, you know, I was I was juggling another job that I thought I would have that prospect for because they were going to replace somebody that had retired. And that was really attractive to me. Mm -hmm. I was like, I want to be the next guy to retire with this company. But, you know, they said thanks, but no thanks. So that gave me some perspective. And that was I was bucking a little bit back on edge. Like when he told me, like, you should probably just work, man. Like you should just get on this and work it because it's an opportunity. If you have to deal with it six months after the contract, then that's fine. But you're working. And that was something I really had to kind of let my my pride kind of take a hit, for sure. Sometimes it's not about just working. It's about working where you want to work, doing something yeah. that you want to do, yeah. doing what you see yourself doing. Yeah. And, and then, you know, yeah, there was there were signs about that position, too. I knew they were going to turn over a contract to a company where I knew they had a bad reputation and stuff. So maybe I dodged a bullet there. But also, I think the next situation that I get an opportunity like that, I won't pass up. Just because, you know, I've, I, was, I guess I was trying to impress an older generation my brother's a Gen Xer. He's been graced with a job that he's got pension for already. You know, he's, he's pulled it really long over there. And for me, I don't know what my generation is going to have. I should just try and just create value within my personal brand and my name to be able to just be comfortable with a contract for a little bit, find something more permanent, say goodbye when it's more appropriate and do it all in a professional manner and just keep it moving, keep it with momentum rather than, you know, sitting and expecting because I think that sitting and expecting got me and it bit me this week. And that was perspective that I really had to take on. Well, and I think, uh, you know, I, I wasn't going to go into that, but you brought it up. I think you love the idea mm -hmm. of that, that other company yeah. you're holding out for. And I've learned over the years to not try to force what I would do on other people. 
And so when you were like, yeah, man, they want me, but I really want this other thing. So I told him, Trey, I was like, take the other gig so you have money coming in. And then if the other one shows up and it sounds great and you really believe in it, you then you could say, hey, I'm, I'm sorry. I have an opportunity. And I, I just can't pass up. Right. It, it's, 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 it's business. It's nothing personal. Yeah. You know? And so as a friend and, uh, a, you know, a pseudo big brother, Mentor, you know, yeah, you're my you mentor. You know, for I, sure. I, I, I didn't want to see this dude like not have any money. No, I get that. You know, and this is the same thing I would tell you. That's like, you know, when you told me that you're put your two weeks in, I was irritated with you. I'll be straight up because I was like, you ain't put. Where you gonna work? Yeah, because <laughs> I, I, I mean, I look at y'all like that. I'm like, like you, I, I, I don't. It's, responsibilities, it, right? And it's yeah. not, and it's not that I'm trying to project to put my life on y'all. Is I care about y'all, and so I don't want you guys to be in a position where you're like, dang, and 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 I I this is one of those situations where you know people say I told you I was right I was right I don't want to be right, <laughs> no that's not the right I want to be I want to be like yo I mean, hey, car Trey yeah. figured it out, anybody yeah. I care about hey they got it dang I was wrong good that's a wonderful thing. So to circle back to what you asked us like. You're like in this generation that's kind of like the interstice between the older kind of way of thinking. It, it's it's weird. I'm like, so you guys are technically millennials. Yeah. like, But I'm the old millennial. Yeah. So you have a grip on what Gen X has yeah. kind of been in their mind. Yeah. And yeah, so drawing that knowledge from you and stuff, it's a tough pill to swallow, especially as somebody like me that came in with those expectations naively, you know, but now I'm another week in to this job search. And I'm a week wiser because I took the words that were said to me and I and I applied them. And, mm. you know, the next opportunity that's going to happen yeah. is going to be dealt with more pragmatism and less emotion because I had an emotional investment with that company that was really just flirting with me. They they gave me all the things I wanted to hear. So, you know, you I thought, thought it was you thought it was good. You I thought, thought it I had locked. it in the bag, dude. It, it was a second interview. I feel you on the like same thing with the uh, the site manager position that I thought I had. Thought yeah. I had it in the bag, man. Yeah, it didn't happen. But one thing that I can say is the job offer that I didn't get. I've gotten other ones that I've accepted, but I paced them out. Yeah. Hey, I can start on this day. Give me time to figure out if there's something else better for me. Yeah. Like I'm under, I'm not unemployed. I still have a job for another day or so. Uh, <laughs> uh, 24 hours. You know, <laughs> first 48 up in his uh, But, you know, but I have two job offers that I've accepted. Like I accepted them. I start on a certain day. No harm, no foul. If you, you know, just, if, if I, if I through. just, yeah. if something, if I, what I get or what I'm looking for doesn't manifest. Yeah. I got something to fall back on, which has put me at peace. I guess this last week as I still am on my sites, putting in, you know, certain applications. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. You gotta, you gotta love that honeymoon period of knowing you're just leaving that situation though. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the weight is lifted. I was telling him earlier, I feel I'm, I'm only 150 pounds, but I, I feel 100 pounds lighter um, ever since doing, you know, the the move that I've decided to, you know, yeah. transition into. Uh, but opportunities when you're in this position can be few and far between. Mm-hmm. So emotion really has to be taken out of the, the context yeah. and logic and, you know, just, hey, something is something. Yeah. 
which yeah. I think is kind of yeah. what he was uh, uh, protruding to in your conversation. And like you said, you're a week wiser now, and now you understand, hey, something is something. And what what happened? You take the contract, three months into the six-month contract, something better comes along. Yeah. It is what it is. Yeah, no harm, no, 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 foul, no, harm right? no foul. Quiet quitting. You yeah. know, you can still put in your applications as you work as a certain job. Like, I literally probably have spent two hours a day over the past two weeks at my job, like Looking. applying for other jobs. Yeah. <laughs> as for, for those who don't know, I work in the tech sector for a financial institution, but I've been in tech my entire career. You wouldn't probably, if you didn't know me, you wouldn't know. Cause I don't really talk about tech that much. Cause to be honest with you, I feel like, especially from a podcasting standpoint, there are just people that are so much better than me at it. And that's what they do. So I leave that to them. I try to tackle all the other angles. Hence WFS, which, hey man, you know we forgot to say now that I think about it. Y'all ready to get wavy? I'm done. Always ready. All right, let's get wavy. So back to your regularly scheduled program. Um, I've seen people where I work who we thought were lifers. Yeah, we talked about that. Peaced out. They're done. It's like, hey, where, where's this guy? That guy left? My my former boss, gone. He went to a, a, another company in Houston. You know, so it's 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 crazy. I mean, people are just picking up and they're leaving, and it's it's a little concerning because th- at least for me, um, some of these, a lot of these folks were heavy hitters from a talent standpoint, and so. I wonder what things will be like for my employer. But then I stop and I go, hold on a second. If a heavy hitter left. Opens up opportunity. For another heavy hitter. There is no shortage of jobs in the type of work that I do. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, hey, wow, we lost a great one. Okay, but you know what? Here comes another one. It's the circle of life. Yeah, <laughs> my brother. That's right. It means no worries. Yeah, and that's when that's what these companies are saying. And it's and it's funny because where I where in my with where, where I am, you've had some of these heavy hitters leave, and it's like oh snap. And they say there's a hiring freeze, and we're not going to bring somebody in certain positions for X amount of months. And then they just shuffle a guy around. They break a team up. Hey, you used to be over here. We got a need here. We're going to put this guy there disperse and it's like i see what the game is from the high up we could save money do we really need that function do we need a dedicated group for that function or can we have certain people you know do that like a smaller group of people and then move them over here and bolster this up it's the shell game hey we got to make this money stretch this looks good for us yeah we're saving money yeah, but you know, where does morale take a hit? Because you don't want you don't want X guy being not pleased that he got moved. You know, right? Well, some some people are, and some people aren't. Some people depends thrive. on what you're getting moved to do. True. Yeah. If you're Very getting true. the opportunity to get to the next step of the ladder, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like then, oh, <laughs> I love my team. I love what I do, but we're here to climb. Just depends. Like get you can also you can also get Milton like just sent to the down to the bottom of the basement without your stapler. <laughs> like it's happened. This is true storage B. Yeah. <laughs> Bravo. Dude, it, it's it's all over the place now and you're right. I think 
you know, we cannot work at Walmart for 30 years and pay off a mortgage and do all these things that the boomers did. Like, not just the boomers. Yeah, but the houses aren't $50,000 anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that they are not. They are not. Yeah. Um, absolutely it's not. A different, it's a different time. And I think that loyalty, I think loyalty in the workplace is something that's going to have to get reestablished for this new generation, for sure. Because obviously there are still going to be lifers everywhere, you know, but... What is going to be the change in cultural shifts yeah. that's going to want people to want to be lifers? Instead of a 60% lifer, you know, yeah. employment, you're, it's going to go down to 30. Yeah. Like, you know, I really think the the pandemic shifted people's views. Yeah. They had more time. Uh, you know, you're, you're, you're at home more. You're doing this more. You, you're seeing people at home more yeah. with their families a little bit more. Um I, I don't know exactly what the correlation is. I'm not a psychologist. I don't analyze these things. But I do know that the world the world came to a standstill. And when it started back up, it's a little different. Yeah. Things are different now. Well, we had well, we had our... Previously, we had to be with the people that we worked with for eight hours a day or more. You know, we had to create that second family, so to say. We had to kind of have those bonds and that kinship. And when that went out the window and we had to deal with the rest of our lives, like work-life balance became a real big concept for a lot of yeah, people. You realize never, what you're missing. Yeah. They never thought about that. They never thought about the work-life balance. They never thought about their quality kid. of life. Yeah. Well, like not to say they didn't think about their kids, but you know, they didn't think about the minutia of their lives. Yeah. What not seeing your kid for 12 hours a day will do to you. Yeah. You know, like from a personal standpoint, my job requires me to work from seven to seven or from 10 to 10. A lot of the times I wake up, I see my kid for 30 minutes. I take her to school. I come home. She's asleep. Yeah. You know, what did we miss? How was your day? Yeah. What's going on? You want to ride your bike? There's a lot of things you don't get to do. And that's part of my shift specifically. I, I love that y'all are talking about this. I, I didn't think we were going to go here. And I, 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 sorry, I just, that, that really, it really warms my heart to hear y'all say this. <laughs> You're uh, flabbergasted. I, I am. I truly am. I was just like, yo, we're going there. I've had this conversation with multiple people, I think even you at one point. Um, I'm like, again, I got, I'm a little older than y'all. So my kids are older than yours for the most part. And I had a routine. When we used to live on the other side of town, I would get up at 4.40, 4.30, somewhere around there. Let's call it 4.30, nice round number. Calm down, Jocko Willing. But, no, but I would. <laughs> no, yeah. I would get up. I do my exercise and then I have to get ready, get them ready because then I got to drop them off at school and then I got to go downtown when I work downtown or I got to go to home office where I, you know, I had to like really prep that day, rinse, repeat. My old, my older daughter did martial arts, so I had to get that ready. You know what I mean? And so like there was that constant routine, bam, 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 get home, homework, bam, 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 do this thing. And when the pandemic hit, we lived at the old spot. We had a much smaller house. And we were on top of each other. And it was crazy. Because, like, for the first time, that house truly felt small. Because we were on top of each other all the time. Mm -hmm. Now, we loved all being around each other, right? Then we moved to this house. We have more room. Everybody's got their own space, but everybody's comfortable. They feel they can breathe. We're spending all day together. They're going to school. 
downstairs, you know, we got computers set up for them. And everybody's got a space. To everybody's got a to space to do their thing. And, and this isn't like a, a brag to say, oh, look, my house is so nice. No, what I'm trying to say is we grew into this situation. We made adjustments and then we got used to it. And be like, yo, my kid's downstairs. Hey, how was school? I mean, I saw you when I was going downstairs to get a bagel <laughs> or make myself some cereal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I but those are interactions and conversations that I as a parent, you as a parent, never got to have with our kids to that degree because it was like, hey, how was school? Yeah, school was good. All right, great. Let's go home. Let's do this homework. We got to get home and fight this traffic. Everybody, let's go. There's none of that. That stress is gone. You can have genuine conversations with your kids. You can see, you can actually see to a certain degree how they learn. Yeah. Because it's it's in your house. They couldn't go around other kids because we were afraid of the, the of the virus. They tried to give me the virus. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Yo, Jamie Foxx killed that impression. Man. Jamie Foxx does the best. He does Trump. the best impressions of just about anybody he does. He's got a, I, I've seen him do a dope Jay-Z impression. Like, he's got oh, great man, My man, Aries, Aries Spears, though, will give him a run for his money on Jay-Z. On, on Hove, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Aries Spears is nice with the Hove. Like, but, but oh, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, never mind, you're good. Okay. So, and and I'm, I'll, try to, I'll try to wrap this up. Um, I am... It's going to sound controversial, but I appreciate the pandemic for happening because it gave me a time with my children that I never would have gotten otherwise, like as you were saying. Mm. And I think that is one major, I know that is one major factor, especially for people who are parents and hell, fur parents, you know, yeah. pet owners, seriously. Because, <laughs> you know, you leave, you go to the office. You leave your poochie in a kennel yeah. or you just leave them at home or your cat's just running amok and you're like, man, I hope I hope I really put the the whatever <laughs> away because my dog might, shit, my dog might eat it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you're like, oh, crap. Yeah. And you come home and there's poo on the carpet or the yeah. tile, yeah. you know? So this is time that you got to hang out with your animals, your kids. Um, if you've got older uh, 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 relatives at home or just your siblings, whomever, you got to spend time with your family that we normally wouldn't get. And people don't want to let that go. Yeah, they realize that, hey, the things that I value in life, that I've always loved, that are close to me, could be closer. Yeah. And, and that, yeah. yeah, no, yeah, go ahead. Absolutely. You're right. Tell a lot of people that I value, but, you know, it made life harder for the career people. Like the people that just do have that distance from their family and this and that, those are the ones that suffered the most during this whole time. Cause you know, you got a career focused parent, got kind of detachment. They had to kind of come up with the situation to meet in the middle. And if they did or didn't, it's not really, I guess, important, but you know, there was another side of that where, you know, you work with people that are, their job is their identity. And I think that a lot of people tried to buy into that mentality because we all know somebody who their job is their identity. You know, completely, oh. completely, completely. And we all had to just kind of go back home to wherever that was, whether it was in our own place or back with our parents or whatever. And we saw that we were not trying to be those people because you kind of look upon those people when you're working in a professional environment, like career guy, 
like got divorced or whatever. Like not just he didn't have nothing else to do. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) From sorry, I just a thought on the brain from a different like perspective from people that got to stay home during the pandemic. I did not. Mm. I was on the front line. Like when the pandemic happened from as a restaurant um worker, I ran a restaurant during that time. We cut everybody except for, you know, the managerial staff. I was at work every day. People were at home. I was at work. So, you know, you see people adjusting and dealing with things differently. But again, it's just a way that it shifted perspective. Like I didn't get to stay home and say, oh, man, I love being with my kids all day. Let me go find a nine to five. No, I was working 15 hour days because I had no employees And I said, you know what, maybe this isn't right for me because that's how, you know, the things will go. Yeah. You know, it made me a career person. I did not see my family. We actually had our second child through the, you know, in 2021, um, you know, towards the, you know, kind of the end of the pandemic where we're still in it to where like nobody was allowed in the hospital except for us. Um, And it made me, you know realize, re-rationalize, reanalyze my situation. Like, do I want to be a person that lives and dies for, you know, my career? Do I want to be a career person? And my wife was like, hey, you know, you're working all these hours trying to keep this restaurant afloat. I'm getting ready to have a baby. I need help. Maybe when my mom comes to help me, I go back with her for a little while. Yeah. And, you know, so you can focus on work. No. Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. There was a threshold that you saw. There was a precipice that you saw. Yeah. And like, absolutely not. I mean, Eric knows we had a, this was a year and a half ago um, where I kind of, the situation I am now kind of reiterated myself into, but it's like, no, you know, let me, that's not important to me. Yeah. Money, it makes the world go round, pay me well, pay me nice say nice things to me. Like <laughs> it, it, it's, it's not what's important to people. Yeah. People realized, you know, kind of what was important to people. And I think that's where all of the quiet quitting, the days that we're in now where people are, you know, changing career paths, the great resignation that we're in. I think that's where it all started. And that's why we are here. There's been a big push too, um, especially for remote workers. You know, there are companies that are like, okay, guys, like Apple, Apple of all people. Big on that. Oh, dude, they're like, Mm. okay, it's it's time to come on back, guys. All right. This campus, y'all, come on. We got one infinite loop. And they're like, cool. That sucks that you bought it. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, people were quit. People quitting, man. They're like, yeah, son, I'm not coming back. I, I mean, hey, I love you and I love that you love me. I love this i i can do what i need to do from here i don't have to worry about traffic and eating out and all this other stuff i tell you what man that was one benefit of the pandemic we ate out a lot less maybe maybe once a week which every other week man it was beautiful but a lot of people are doing we're doing that they're just like no I, why would i come back there I've proven to you that my numbers don't change. Why do you want me here? It's, con- it's control. Uh, yeah, it is. It's absolutely. Not. That's the. Okay, not to. I don't want to sound. Give me one second. It's going to sound like a conspiracy. 
It is. is. But control, you're right. It's like Some, a, somebody wants to see you. They want op- the option. Like, so my wife, she works for a company that is a lot more old school. And they really wanted the option to be able to see her. Like, she was at home for the longest time. And then it was like, you ever going to come in? You ever going to come in? You ever going to come in? She's like, I can do my job at the house. You ever going to come in? You ever going to come in? So she finally started going in, like daily. And it's only recently she's starting to come back home a little bit more. And when I say that, one day a week. (laughs) Sometimes twice. I'm like, oh, you're at home twice this week. But then you get these companies who are like, hey, either they have a lease on a building and it's like, hey, we're paying for this. We got to get people in here. Or even worse, right? Yeah. I don't want to say worse, but they bought the building. And like, we paid for all this infrastructure. And all we, don't, real estate. we don't have bodies where I work. They're like, the, the, the team that I used to be on, management was like, yeah, come in one day a week. And then what they did, which was really cool. So there's all three of us. We represent three different teams. Your team would come in Monday. His team would come in Tuesday. My Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, two other teams that all occupy a, a big shared space. It used to be everybody crammed in there. Now it's spaced out. Just our particular group, groups on that designated day. They still, I believe, operate like that for the most part. But the word from the top is, hey, three days a week, three days a week, three days a week. Before that, the in-between was, hey, come in to at least at least 12 days a month. 12 days a month? That's three days a week. Mm. Four weeks in a month. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. So I would come in. I, well, I, maybe I got it wrong. Maybe it was like eight days. I was all thinking of. So it was like two days a week. Yeah, yeah sorry. I think it was eight No, sorry. Days. I just. No, nah. you're good. You, you're, but, but still. But I would come in. I would come in my two days. Tuesday and Thursday, bam. Got it. I'm in. I'm out. We're done here. Now it's three days a week. Now it it is 12 days. Three days a week. People are starting to get antsy because you start moving that, I don't want to say moving the cheese. And then 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 six months later, it's, it's, it's... Then it's four days a week. And then you're back. Now you're back. Yeah, now you're fully back. Fully back, and people are going to be like, Ugh. and that's what it's kind of building up to for some folks. They're they're worried that they're going to be asked to come all the way back, and they just don't want to. Think about the things that you have to deal with. Like, like okay, San Antonio, 210, a little bit of a different city. Somebody who lived in Houston for five years, working on one side of the city, going to the other side of the city. Brutal. It's absolutely brutal. That I would brutal loop then. I, I had days, I... I Took 99. I worked in Katy. I lived in Katy, excuse me. I worked in the Woodlands. I took 99 almost on a daily basis, which first was expensive. Yeah, you're you're paying toll. Yeah, I'm playing. It was like $8 a day almost. Um, But so to get to work, I had days where I had to go to work at 4 o'clock in the morning. Right? 4.30. It's inventory. We got to be there two, three hours early. Yeah. So I'm waking up at 2.45 in the morning, getting ready, leaving my house at 3.30, driving an hour to get there then on the way back i get off at four it takes me an hour and a half to get home 
if I could do my job from home, why would I subject myself to that? Yeah. Like, yeah, it's, it's nice to have a 30 minute drive every once in a while. You decompress before you get home, you know, uh, you know, think about your work day, get your jam out music. I can't listen to when the kids are in yeah. the car, <laughs> I get to turn all the way up. That's nice every once in a while. But like, why would I do that on a regular basis if I didn't have to? And it comes back. <laughs> it's money, man. It's, it's yeah. money. We have, uh, all this land that we purchased, all these buildings that we built to do this job and now nobody's in there. And we're paying millions of dollars in real estate. Yeah, I feel like corporate models are trying to adapt to this change, but they're being stubborn too. Like real estate companies and all the other stuff, they're, you're right, they're caught up in leases for buildings, this and that. There's no way out of that contract. Yeah, at least for the next few years, you know? Like how many mattress firms are around you? Like, think about it. Like, you know, there's one in every damn corner. Like how many this and that? Like everything now has to kind of change because I guess the people have changed. McDonald's, and, a big real estate company. You know what Taco Bell's doing? So I, I saw a thing. Taco Bell's got like, I, I can't remember what city it was in. And I can look this up. This is a cleanup for the next episode. But they have like <laughs> a, they have like a, a, a big office building because 40% of their revenue now comes from deliveries. Hmm. Really? A lot of the revenues coming from delivery. So yeah, you can drive up. It's like a bank. You drive up, you get it through like a little window. Boom, it comes down. But no, we're going to pump out all these things. We're going to be centralized and then we'll deliver to these places. Taco Haven. Like, <laughs> but Shout that's, out. you know, instead of having Love that place. 60 <laughs> Taco Bells yeah. all around the city, let's put one big one in the middle of the city. If you want to come, come. You know, if one's doing really well, we won't close it. But hey, Let's do this. A lot of our revenue is coming from this. Why don't we get an office building, turn it into a Taco Bell, turn it into a restaurant, and then deliver out of there instead of having 30, 50, 80 buildings to manage and to make sure that are profitable. Let's give us one big profit institution. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's interesting because like when you look at a company or a restaurant such as McDonald's, they're masters of real estate. That's it. McDonald's and then in Texas, I don't recall seeing it anywhere else outside of Texas. I'm sure it is, but like Valero. Yeah. Where there's a McDonald's, there's a Valero. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah, it's right. they're 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 always within the proximity of each other, which means that a H E B is around the corner. <laughs> or a Whataburger. Or a Whataburger. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's like how many of these same shopping malls? H E B, Wingstop. AT&T, T-Mobile or Verizon, Whataburger. Panda Express. Panda Express. Starbucks. Yep. Yeah. Inside of Target. Oh, and wait, wait, hey, hey, let's keep it real, guys. Let's be modest. Let's get a local business. That's going to probably fail in six months. We're going to put another local <laughs> business in there. FedEx. Yeah. <laughs> or a UPS store. It, rinse and repeat. Popeyes, Wendy's. You know, like it's... Name your brand. It's just every corner, man. And I'm just like, well... Where you would get McDonald's on every corner, you get Wendy's on every third corner. Where you get Wendy's on every third corner, you get Burger King on every fourth corner or fifth corner. You know, and it's just like, <sighs> like, like gone are the days of the one unoccupied space turning into the spirit store. Like, we can't have that many spirit stores. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, yeah, dude. Like, it's, it's, start to lose the spirit. It's just different. It's yeah. just different now. Things are changing in a lot of different aspects in life. Um, and over the next five years, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, how 
all this kind of plays out. How do the cards lay? You know, yeah. what's the flop got for us on the next round? You know, and from a poker standpoint, playing a little poker lately. Um, I want to end this with something a little fun. All right. Not that this was like not fun, but this was a little deeper than I expected, which is, which has been cool. It's been very cool. So, uh, what are y'all watching? Uh, right now I'm watching House of the Dragon. Mm. I'm skipping like every other week though, so I can get a back-to-back -back episode. We started late, my wife and I, so I think there's six or seven episodes. Yeah, I think there's six right now. So I just finished, <laughs> I've been trying to watch it late, yeah. which is bad for me. I've been getting up at five o'clock in the morning because I miss getting up early again and lifting or, or running. And uh, I fall asleep early. Like we, once I get past 930, I may or I may not be awake. <laughs> and then my wife is like, did you see what happened? What happened? What? <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, and I just hear, do, 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 do. Yeah. I'm like, it's over? <laughs> <laughs> that show, I will say, it's pretty good. Yeah. I'm watching that one. It, yeah. it, it's pretty good. Um, it still doesn't hit me quite like the original Game of Thrones. Nothing will. Nothing ever, ever will, dude. Like, oh, man, that first season with, uh, who's the guy who played Ned Stark? Um, oh, Sean Bean. Uh, Sean Bean. Yeah, just Bean. Yeah, him, the guy who played uh, Robert Baratheon, Bobby B. Like, you just had yeah, so man. many different, it was a different take on the genre at the time. And this is now just trying to re rekindle that flame. It's good. So much so that they use the same theme song. Like, when mm -hmm. I, that, that actually disappointed me. I was like, no, you're not the same show. Stop. You come up with something new. Sample the original theme song, maybe. I mean, like, yeah. if they want to put some trap beats on. Right. Riding on a dragon with a house, a dragon with spinning wheels. My dragon's got a grill. Right, right. I breathe, you breathe fire, I breathe gold. Dang. No, I just, it's, yeah, man, I, I, I like it. I don't love it. I'll tell you what's boring. Mm. Rings of power. Oh, I saw one episode. It's trying to do a lot of things. It's trying to serve a lot of different, like, masters. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of agendas. There's a lot of stuff, like, a lot of people getting yeah. mad about it for no reason. But, you know, I don't know. Like, it's, it's so, so far removed from the source material at, at times. It's just something modern that has source material from a different century. Yeah. You know, literally. My, my kids like it. I'm watching it with them when I stay awake. I think it's got a mass appeal like that. It's got like a universal, like any yeah. kind of kid can jump in with their parent and they can yeah. enjoy that together. And that, I think yeah. that's where it fits, you know, and for the people that want to bite into something a little bit more adult and stuff, that's where the Game of Thrones world exists. But mm -hmm. what's in the middle right now? There's not really much, man. I hear... That cyberpunk show on Netflix is doing really well. Edge Runners. I haven't seen it. Her people I haven't crazy. checked it out yet. I, yeah. I enjoyed the game yeah. through all, its oh, all the bugs. I love cyberpunk. I yeah. got a PlayStation 5 very early. I was blessed. So I didn't have as many problems mm. playing that game yeah. as some other people did. But yeah. I, I do need to check the show out. Did it on PC. But that journey, man, like there was a lot of time put in. I like CD Projekt Red games. They they got they, they do a good job. Yeah. That that one, I think I think what they messed up with that specific game was they tried to the cross gen thing. Yeah. I, I think that's where they kind of broke down on that. 
What other games do they have? Because I don't recognize the them Witcher as a 3. brand. Yeah, Witcher 3. Oh, gotcha. That's never their probably it. biggest one. Yeah. I, never, I never played that. Yeah, Wild Hunt had cool storylines. Like, hmm. when I, I didn't beat it, but when I played it, everything was like a Game of Thrones kind of thing. Like Interesting. People had a darkness to them, like... Or or whatever, like you know, like you know, there was just different elements. There's some humor. There was that really addictive card game that was thrown into Witcher Three, uh, Gwent, dude. And then everybody started doing that yeah. after that. Yeah, um, the, it, like all the games, like Dragon Ball, uh, oh, Z Kakarot, Kakarot. Yeah, has a card game in it now. I just like reloaded that the other day and started started dwindling into that for the first time since it came out. Or like I'll just sit and play poker in Red Dead and shoot somebody if I get mad. Oh man, like, I yeah. love to do that. Oh man. <laughs> Oh, uh, man, I I was really glad that they brought it into the online aspect, you know, yeah. uh, of Red Dead. Uh, but back to your original question of what people are watching, I am very media, like, just behind the times, man. Honestly, like, I don't hey, watch man, what, what a lot of different people think. Uh, one thing that, thanks to Mr. Edge, I did get into was Severance. That show hooked me real quick and real hard. Um, I enjoyed that show. And from somebody who doesn't work an office job... Uh, I still enjoyed the hell out of that show, man. That show was good. I'm a little upset on how it ended. I get it. You have to end things on a cliffhanger, but I need just a little bit of closure, just like a touch, like just a little bit but of closure. Christopher Walken's in it. And, and he, wow. I mean, he just, he does certain things. He, your car is alive. <laughs> Chase me. <laughs> that oh, show is Apple TV's got some shows, man. They have some high um, quality shows. They've got some shows for all mankind. You know, um, I've been watching with my wife. I, 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 I got I still gotta finish that one, man. It's I actually like I haven't I didn't binge through it like I did Severance. I went through Severance very quickly. <laughs> it's like, easy to do. It, I went through it very quickly. <laughs> I'm like, to check it out. But you gotta watch you know, I used it's to have a, a good show, man. Yeah, I gotta check it out. I used to have a thing for Patricia Arquette back in the day. D did I did, I, I didn't tell you the premise, did I? <laughs> uh yeah, yeah. The dude has a different kind oh, of no. Yeah, no, I know the, I know the hook. I know the hook. It's a it. trip, but you have to die. You have to dive into it. Because yeah. it's easy to say, oh well you go to work and you're a different person. Yeah, so is everybody. Oh, but man. no, that is a trip. It, it, see, I didn't know yeah. any of this. I kept hearing people say, oh, yeah, severed, 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 severed. And I was like, all right, I'm going to watch it. Yeah. Jeez. And it was like podcasters and people on, on the web. And then I watched it. And when I was like, why is he making that face? Yeah. yeah. Like, you'll see it, Car. He makes his face and you're like, why is he doing that? And then when the reveal came, my mind was like, it's a trip, dude. When I say it's ben a trip, Ben Stiller made this. Really, Ben Stiller. Sorry, oh, wow. go ahead, Trey. No, you're good. I'm just saying when I when I say it's a trip of a show, it is a trip of a show. I don't watch shows. Yeah. Like I just I I watch sports. I like the fact that you watch the show that still blows my mind because I've been telling this dude to watch Harley Quinn. Mm. <laughs> I, I the Harley Quinn thing. I like Harley Quinn. I try to watch it with my wife. She always falls asleep, and then I have to turn it off <laughs> oh, because she I falls feel. Asleep. Because we we don't the kids have to be sleep true to true. watch Harley Quinn yeah. like you can't watch Harley Quinn with like my, oh yeah it's pretty vulgar like you know as, like as, as my yeah. kids pretty much. the uh, Batman worse. influence in my kids if you know me is one in a million and yeah. I, it's not something I can watch with my kids I love Bane on that show Bane it, it's, <laughs> he looks like he looks like the regular luchador Bane but yeah. it's Tom Hardy's Bane okay and <laughs> like he wants dorky. to blow everything up. <laughs> and, and so like they're making fun of him at this bar mitzvah and he's all I want to blow up this bar mitzvah <laughs> <laughs> Shit. and so oh, uh, so there were two characters that were supposed to get married okay and he gave him a pasta maker but they ended 
right. they ended up not getting married. So like, there's this whole episode <laughs> story arc you saw. You didn't get married. I want my pasta makeup back. It's <laughs> crazy. And then she's all, and the, the, the character is Poison Ivy. And she's like, that's not how this works. He goes, yes, I want it. I'll blow up your headquarters. <laughs> <laughs> and so like, he's the butt of the jokes because Bane's this big dude. And they all got these like plush office chairs. And they give my man a fold, like a baby. fold up chair. <laughs> funny. And he sits there and he's like, when do I get my chair? <laughs> <laughs> just sunning Bane. Dang. Dude, it's, dang. he's like, he's, I love his, I love his character, man. Yeah, get, that show me. is, that show is great. And I'm upset that I haven't ran through it the way that I should have. Oh man, I watched it when I got COVID. If my I wife hears this, <laughs> stay awake. Mm. Stay awake. I don't care what you have to do. We got to get through this. Okay? Don't stay low. Stay awake. Stay awake. It, we got to get through this. I'm tired of not watching this show because I'm waiting for you. And then I'm going to watch it without you and you're going to be mad. Like, so let's figure this out. Let's get together. Anybody, anybody watch the boys? Uh, dude, I've yet to uh, jump into that new season, man. Oh I know it's gnarly. God. I know uh, it's gnarly. It's, uh, so I can't say anything, y'all. I, I have seen it all. I'm caught up. Completely. Can I, can I tell you something? Yeah. I'm over it. <laughs> I, I get it. It's, it's gross. gross. It's just too gross. It's not even like it's not where I'm like, ew. I'm just like, why? Like, why do you have to do that? Yeah. Um, I get I, it. I'm just over that. I, I enjoy the grotesqueness of that show. <laughs> it's a refreshing. Certain, yeah, it can be refreshing. Certain, yeah. Like the, the refreshing grossness. Yeah. Like <laughs> in the aspect of like what somebody with that strength would actually do to you. Yeah. Like there's some other things that they do. Like if you watch, I don't know if it's the first or the second episode of this last season, they go to like a party. There's some things oh, yeah, yeah. that happen. Yeah. yeah that, no, not, not that one. Not that one. No, 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 no. not Damn. that one. That's he's like episode about... six. This is like one or two okay. where there's a dude that can shrink and goes into the <laughs> Yeah, 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 like, you know what I'm talking about? That's the first episode. Like, that's, like, why? Like, just why? Yeah. Why? But. <laughs> I never look at octopuses the same. Oh <laughs> the Deep. I'm talking about my boy, The Deep. Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, he's from Brownsville, man. That boy to... <laughs> <Not> <laughs> like, his wife was like, no. from Corpus? No. His girl was like, no, not at all. We ain't doing that, bro. Oh uh, man, but I, I like, I'll, and they stay original. It's not, you know, the end goal is kind of always the same. I like their twists. I enjoyed that show. I went through that maybe, I think it came out maybe in February or March. Yeah, it's been a while. Uh, but I finally went through it probably in, we're in September now, so it'll be end of July, early August. I finally made my way through it. And I watched three comic book shows when I had COVID. I watched the, uh, and my COVID was like, thank God, minimal, very minimal. I mean, I just had a little stuffy nose and a headache. Um, I watched Harley Quinn, Priority, killed that. I killed it. <laughs> the Boys, and then I watched uh, Sandman. Oh, the new adaptation. And Sandman was dope. Um, I don't like what they did with Constantine, but I got to say that she... Mm-hmm. Did a pretty decent job of embodying the character. If you know me and you know anything about comics and you know anything about DC, your boy E is a DC comics guy aficionado. Hellblazer, aka John John, not Joanna Constantine. Spoiler alert for those watching who haven't watched Sandman. They gender swapped her. She embodied the character very well. 
but Matt Ryan is Constantine. I heard got Keanu's coming back as Constantine. Yeah, I did hear like, that. Like, good for him. He's not Constantine. Hmm. Const- he's he's not British. He doesn't look like Sting. Not that Matt Ryan looks like Sting. That's who John Constantine was ma- uh, modeled after. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, yeah. no. <laughs> I heard that song yesterday at Sam's. <laughs> we can do spells together. Walking on the moon. I, 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 yo, hey, here's a here's a good cool thing that you that you'll be proud of me. I got this fool to listen to Regatta Del Blanc. <laughs> yes, I enjoy that album. I've listened to it quite a few times. That's as a as a partial Jamaican, part Jamaican, and a, a lover of all island music. Mm. Look. I gotta give them props. Regatta Del Blunt was was dope. I like that album a lot because it's basically the album title is White Reggae. Oh wow! Like so, it, they went to Jamaica and they were hanging out and they were watching the bands play and they're like, "Yo, this is tight. I want to play this," and they did it mm. and they did a good job. And I didn't feel like, for as a listener, for me, it didn't seem like one of those things. Like it wasn't bit, you know. It, it wasn't, wasn't like cultural appropriation. Uh, yeah, that's that. the word. Yeah, yeah you know? know what I mean. It was like a love letter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's like, hey, we Message really like. I mean, if if you be forty can get love, they can get love. All right, come on, red red wine. Come yeah. on, man. Like, if, let's come on. If 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 country music can have trap beats in it, can I, guys? I am so confused. Real, just real fast. Yeah, country's real real crunk right now. I am so confused about country. Should have charted on the country charts. Dog. Sorry. <laughs> I don't even listen to country. I've never liked country as like if you had country as an instrumental, I can deal with it. Mm-hmm. But I just don't get in the yeah. As a person who works in a Texas steakhouse, uh <laughs> I hear so much country on a regular basis. It, it has grown on me. Ten years in the place that hey, I work. Hey, hey, more on it, no. it has grown on me a hey, little man, bit. No hate over here. Like uh, guitar I don't listen to quite what I hear in the restaurant, but like people like Thomas Rhett, I listen to on a semi-regular basis. Like one thing I've been big on recently is like no playlists, no album listening to. Go on my music and hit shuffle and let it play. Nice, like, yeah. you know. Um, yeah. And when he pops up, you know, and are some of the other country artists that I have pop up? Yeah, I'm not as quick to skip. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. But like, but it's very hip hoppy. It's it is it's becoming very hip hoppy. And so, go ahead, bro. So I got. I know that there was a guy once on Rogan talking about like the production for country. Um, I guess it's now gravitating towards like more rap production. But before, of course. these yeah. dudes, these dudes are coming off the strip like producing hair metal bands. And when hair metal died, they jumped over to Nashville, and that's why a lot of the stuff you hear from that era, like kind of nineties, two thousands, is a little bit more rock mixed. And I guess something's mm. happening in Nashville now where the clash is happening and they're mm. just trying to just try and incorporate trying stuff. Trying to incorporate Because, so, I mean, the, they, they got 808s in country music now. That's nuts. Like, dude. which is ridiculous. Can you like, imagine just like slamming subs in your truck? Facts. Like, it's just, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Which, yeah. again, brings me back to what I said earlier. <laughs> little Nas X. They, they literally, black, not a big fan of the dude, like, overall, but that one song he had with uh, Billy Ray Cyrus, like, yeah. slapped. Like, yeah. it did. Like, it blew up. Like, my nephew, who was probably six at the time, loved it. I enjoyed it too. Uh, like it was a good little track, uh, and they like banned him from the country charts. Yeah, because it, it was like an intentional move, and like I knew that they wanted Billy Ray to get in there because it would have gotten into those charts. That's what they were trying to do. Yeah. Uh, but you get, you get the mullet guy, you get the achy breaky heart man. Yeah. Like, dude, that guy's gonna put you right on top. And then we're gonna bring his daughter into twerk. Oh, never mind. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> 
and she now sounds like this. Sorry. Yo, she yeah. is. I, I gotta be nice. Yeah, I'm, she's I'm, like. I'm gonna stop. <laughs> I'm just, we're gonna get canceled before we get started. Oh, yeah, that's true. I'm, I'm just, <laughs> hey, shout out to I Miley. I got some love for Yo, Miley Ray Cyrus. When I saw, when I heard Miley on Rogan, it. it like, Interesting person. It Well, it's yeah. just the voice. It yeah. really threw me off. I was like, she sounds like somebody's grandma. She sounds like Dolly because she hangs around like Dolly Parton a lot and stuff. Like, yeah, Dolly Parton, a big influence for her. Yeah, so. yeah. She's like a godmother or something. Yeah. Yeah. I, she was even on Hannah Montana, showing yeah. my age. Yeah, yeah. Hannah Montana. <laughs> hey, man, Hannah I was like... Montana? I don't know, nine or ten. I don't know. We were around the same age. She was shooting the show, and I was watching it because she was my age. And I was like, you fine. <laughs> I was a kid. I was like 14. I was like, I'm going to watch this. And then she, then she came out and started it started twerking on Robin Thicke, and you were like, who's that boy? No, I was like... <laughs> no, I was like, man, I really need to blow up and rap. She in this right now. <laughs> Uh, Hannah Montana, no disrespect. I'm messing with you. She just, it, that was really weird to see on MTV. I mean, she's been singing and doing <laughs> things like that for, I mean, I, how old am I now? 28. So she's probably like 29 or 30. Yeah. Uh, so she's older than you. Yeah, by like a year or two. It's not It's not that far off, man. Really? It's not that far off. No, if you look, the max I think her age would be would be 31. Like yeah. she's, it's not that far off. And I thought she, she was older than that. She's she been doing, like it. it's just because she's been in the light for 20 years. Yeah. Yeah, like, she's, she has like a like a like an air of dignity to her, like to an air of dignity. yeah, like what a celebrity. Like she's just been there for like twenty years and just knows, like yeah. And that's I mean I that's what twenty years of singing like that I guess will do to you. I don't know. Yeah, it ages you like it like the celebrity life ages you in dog years. I something. believe that, yeah. especially when you're you've been everywhere dude, around the world Disney three princesses. times. Yeah. She's born in ninety two. Yeah, that's a year. That's literally a year. She's twenty nine, twenty nine to thirty. She might have just turned thirty. Worse. Um, so like I said. Between her and Selena Gomez, I know, I know what I'm doing. Man, I feel like a 30 year old that has not achieved much in comparison. I thought to she Miley. was still married to Liam Hensworth. No, they, 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 they had a whole. She had a whole album, <laughs> like the breakup joint. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she came in like a wrecking ball. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's dude. what that's about. I thought wrecking ball was an older song than that. Yeah, that's what that. I'm pretty sure that's what that about. Maybe that was right before, but that was. Yeah, about, I was gonna say. I think that was no. Early. That was uh, maybe. What are we in now? We're in 22, so that was maybe 16 or 17. Um, there there was a song that she had that blew They divorced up. in 2020. Okay, then maybe... Okay, then Wrecking Ball is not that one. Maybe that was somebody else she was talking to, but she made, like, some songs about it. I know that's for sure. It was a thing. She um, said that Elvis and Britney Spears were her influences. I was like, man, you need some better role models, girl. <laughs> Golly. She's a genie in a bottle. Lord, Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. <laughs> you know, <laughs> TV shows, just while we're talking about what we're watching, TV shows have just gotten like, I don't want to say they're overt, like I'm some kind of prude or something. Uh, there's a lot less being left to the imagination <laughs> in certain aspects, man. Like, especially when you're going back to the boys. Oh, man. I was like, Wow. But that's wow. That's because TV shows are no longer network based in a lot of senses. You have all these streaming services. Everything's HBO? You know, HBO, yeah. you like everything's straight out of there. You don't have the censorship that you had when everything was on cable. Yeah. Things are allowed to go a lot further now what than they were because, you know, hey, these are in the the, the terms and conditions. Yeah. Watch, the ratings are right there. You know, watch what you click. There are, you know, yeah. um, it's not 
anybody can flip to this channel. You have mm. to and you have to select it to watch it. Yeah, I don't it think... can't be accidentally watched. As somebody who went to HBO as a child in the middle of the night to see what you're things. talking about. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like it's a on lot. accident. On yeah, accident. Yeah, sure. I promise I was Where's just, your door locked? I was going, I was going down. I just instead of typing the numbers, I couldn't remember the numbers were. It was uh, like, what is this red shoe diaries? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah. So but you're not gonna get in this new world with it where everything's like done in a writing room and everything's very conscious you're not gonna get another thing like twin peaks like you're not gonna get like another guy like david lynch to make a weird show like a log lady like you know like that show was exceptionally weird and it's it survived somehow and it made it made it made a comeback too but people are too like oh this is what's hot we gotta do that in today's age you know hey it's it's a lot of copy paste and a lot of intentional twists, like everybody got the M Night Shyamalan formula, mm. and then just like just really cranked it because now you expect everything to have like a twist or a perk to it or something. But I mean, I guess when you're watching shows and things for so many years, there comes to a uh, this is I, I see where this is going. Yeah. Oh no, that's not where it's going. You have to have that in order are, to keep people engaged. Yeah, those are still great moments, but you get you get a lot less of them now in this day and age because you're kind of always expecting how narratives go and stuff. Yeah. I mean, even with you're anticipating the twist. Yeah. Even with like the superhero stuff, I mean, you you can look over there and see all my comics. Most of them are superhero based, and even I'm burnt out. I'm like, okay, how many X shows? Like, okay, cool. Here's Supergirl, Flash, this, that, 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 that. Oh, Superman's oh, coming. Like, right. Yeah. Like, now, I will say Superman and Lois is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, Stargirl is actually, for a family, it's a good family show. Um, She-Hulk, like, yeah, I haven't watched that yet. I love Tatiana Maslany. I think she's a very talented woman. I loved her in Orphan Black. I'm just not motivated to watch that show. I watch WandaVision. WandaVision? Like, okay. I'm going to check it out. I, I wasn't very enthusiastic about watching it. And then I was like, eh. When it comes to Marvel, I'm an X-Men and Fantastic Four guy. Okay. Speaking of Marvel. Go ahead. X-Men. So how do you feel about Deadpool 3? I was gonna bring, bring that back. up. I was gonna get there. Okay, I apologize for jumping the gun. Bringing back Hugh Jackman. Um, cool. after Logan, it continuity wise, it's whatever the multiverse, man. And apparently, I love. I, I apparently, love, Logan was based in twenty twenty nine. And I, and I love I love mm. that wow. that everybody believes Marvel started the multiverse. The Flash has been in the works for forever, which was gonna. The Flash movie, which was going to bring the multiverse. It's just that they've the the Warner Brothers. I, I'm not even going to say DC. Everybody keeps saying DC. Warner Brothers has been so effed as a company. They have jacked up the progress of Warner Brothers. Um, DC started the whole multiverse things in the comics. Flashpoint movie, like animated Superman movie. Superman is my favorite DC character. Everyone says he's the most powerful. If you want to talk physical strength, sure. But if you want to say who's the most powerful character, the Flash. He can change life as we know it. And not Barry Allen. Wally West. Wally West is actually... 
extremely faster than Barry Allen. Like, he slows himself down out of respect for mm. Barry. Oh, wow. He can alt, he like, Barry taps into the speed force. Wally is like one with the speed force. He's like, I am the speed force. You know what I mean? But all that to say is that his character or, or, or the Flash is able to alter the continuity of DC Comics all the time, conveniently. When they want to change things. And so all these shows that are now DC and Marvel, multiverse this, multiverse that, we're just going to do this, 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 and that. It, it, it's it's starting to feel like a bit too much. I've heard She-Hulk is like a courtroom comedy with a superhero. Haven't dived into it yet. Yeah, me neither. I watched WandaVision. WandaVision was like, hey, we're going to go this decade, that decade, that decade. Oh, there's something not right up here. I still haven't seen Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. I did watch that. I saw Into the Spider-Verse Part 2. I'm sorry. Spider-Man 3. Yeah. No Way Home. Yeah. I was like, okay, you guys, I, it felt like they looked at what Into the spider And I haven't even finished Into the Spider-Verse. But, you haven't seen that entire movie? No. But from what I did, I I don't like Spider-Man. Oh, that's true. I, 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 I like, and I, I like my, my, my kids love Spider-Man. I just, I, I. I like Miles Morales more than the other ones. Just from an animation perspective. It looks it cool. cool. It looks very cool. I just do not like that character. I think he's whack. I, I get it. And Peter Parker's a very tragic character. Just like Batman's a very tragic character. And Spider-Man is the biggest superhero in the world. Period. He is. It's Spider-Man. Like, and, you, and for the listeners, my hand, you can't see it. But just imagine my hand is stretched all the way over my head because it is. And then I take Batman and I put it to like the forearm of that other arm. And then Superman is down by my belly. That's how much of a difference it is between those three. Those are the biggest three superheroes in the world. And it may have changed with the on the on the the, the uprising of Marvel as a movie brand. From like a comic perspective. But from a comic and traditional perspective, like no, it's it's still like those three. Um where's I going with this? <laughs> Sorry. Um all of these shows and movies and everything, it's it's oversaturated for me. And this is coming from a guy who loves comics. Every time you turn around, there's a new superhero show, there's a new superhero movie. And things are getting very unoriginal. Right. I, I do, just from somebody who enjoys Spider-Man, and we're talk, talk about the Spider-Man uh, uh, 3 uh, movie. Not Spider-Man 3, but what was it? Uh, Not No Way Home. No Way Home. No, it was in No Way yeah, Home. No they Way got Home. Homecoming, Far From Home, and No Way Home, yeah. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed that movie just from somebody who's lived through the generation of all those Spider-Men. Um, that was cool for me. Um, like I went, I saw it the day it opened. Like I went to the movies. Like that was the worst kept secret of all time. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, they tried week. so hard, but it never worked. Um, but you yeah, know, I just thought it, it was cool. It was a good movie. I, I, you know, it wasn't great. It wasn't life shattering or groundbreaking. But it was just cool for me to see all three of those guys on the screen in the same movie. Like I never thought that would happen. I just figured it was like out of the realm of possibilities. Yeah. But I understand where you're coming from. Like superhero, ever since. I can really say 2008 and Marvel, uh, Iron Man, 
But really, you can go back um, three years well, Bat- prior to Batman Begins. Ever since Batman Begins, every year you're getting it. It started every year just about you were getting a different superhero movie or show. And then Marvel, you, ever since the Avengers, the first one, they kind of built that little universe. I think Avengers came out in 2012. Um, Captain America, you know, Iron Man, what they had going. It's just bam, 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 bam. That is my problem with Disney as a brand in general. Disney, look, I get it. They got to sell stuff. I'm, I'm, that's not lost on me. As, as the, the business mind of me gets it. But there's something to be said about things being a little bit more spaced out and organic. And it's like, oh, you like that Avengers, huh? Yeah, there's like five more of them. Here's one every month. Yeah. And here's the movie. Here's five movies a year or whatever it is. Three move three movies a year, four TV shows a year, or or, or you know what I mean? It's yeah. just and, and then you're like, damn, I am marveled out. You, yeah. Is that too I, much Marvel? I bring that we up. We got a lot. we got Pixar. We've got uh the the Disney animation studios for the kids. So they can't tell the difference between Pixar and the other Disney that that looks like Pixar yeah. almost. Yeah, it's crazy that there's an oversaturation right. right now. Boom, boom, boom. And then it's like, dude, I don't want to see any of that. I love Star Wars. Oh, you like the Mandalorian, huh? We cracked the code with Mandalorian. You like that? Now you're getting a Disney TV, uh, a Star Wars TV show every quarter. Boom, boom, boom. Mando, Andor, Obi Wan. <laughs> What's the one that Boba, just came out? Boba with? Fett, Andor. Andor is the one that yeah. just came out. With? Boba Fett. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, what's the animated one? The Rebels. Not the Rebels. Uh, um, the, I was going to say the Fatal Four. I'm thinking of wrestling. Bad Batch? <laughs> yes, thank you. The Bad Batch. So it's just like you don't get a chance to miss those shows. That's why Hot Take That's why I don't like Grogu. <laughs> is Grogu... AKA Baby Yoda is he a cute character? Absolutely. Yeah, they over they it's he's it's everywhere, bro. But I I he wasn't gone long enough for you to miss the character and now it means something. It's like Disney was like, no, 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 no. Merch. You gotta sell merch. You gotta have him here. We gotta sell merch. Bring him back. Don't let him be gone too. Don't let him be gone too long. I so, think that anyway, old I man think that, that no, I, I but I think you're right, and I think that Disney's going to because I've been reading some things like the Blade movie that they're, they're going to crash. It's just going to come to a point. Well, they lost the director on that one. Yeah, and yeah, it's I was reading really, like yeah. the director was unhappy. The script was like 90 pages long, and there's a lot of reports going around that Kevin Feige is just he's just spread through tip. Excuse me. Fi- is it fine? I've read yeah. that long, wrong yeah, my funny. entire life. Uh, thank you for the the uh, gotcha. correct pr- pronunciation. Uh, but he's just spread too thin. You're doing too many things, too many projects. You can't put your all into one. Things start to fall apart. And I think that Marvel, like I said, that started in 2008. They're 14 years in. I think they're about three years away from it all falling apart, honestly. Or at least just the what people want is going to change. Like there's a, there's a quantity right now and people may want to veer towards quality because there's a time when Star Wars was like precious. You know, you got... A couple mm-hmm. movies and maybe the show every now and then, but it was like the sacred calf. And now you got Star Wars everywhere. You got Marvel everywhere. Like everybody gets Marvel brain, the Star Wars brain, and this and that. And 
you you let stuff like really nice little indie gems fall by the wayside you you, you get a i don't know like there was times when there wasn't superhero movies in my rotation because i was trying to just watch something different now that it's all just there you get option paralysis yep you get this like oh what am i gonna watch like am i gonna watch disney flavored marvel product number one or two or three or am i gonna go over here on hbo and check out game of thrones version number one or two or three like all that stuff is derivative copy paste yeah that's yeah. what we're living in that change a few things make some tweaks got something for you that's what you like bam tap into it oh you want something got something for you and then there's also people that are just like jaded from that. They don't want stuff cleverly tailored towards their taste. Sometimes like you just, I don't know. You don't, you don't want to get spoon fed. You want to find it. Yeah. Give me something that I can discover. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Yeah. There's, I don't know. There's not, there's not a lot of stuff like that. And you know, maybe the pandemic also made people consume media at a very alarming rate. There's probably like hundreds of years of media consumed all around the world. If you crunch down the numbers of hours, just because yeah, of people getting true. stuck and in people doors. had the time, they didn't have anything else to do. Yeah. And, and, and this is, this is something that I get frustrated with when it comes to, um, uh, uh original shows. Yeah. And the original ideas. Yeah, They fall away. They get canceled. They get this and that. They don't really get, a chance to flourish sometimes right. where you get the chance to get one bad or not bad, but maybe like a mediocre stale season. You can, yeah, and you can bounce back from it. You can yeah. pivot off of it. They don't get that opportunity anymore. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, get out the door. Like what they killed recently that I saw, they killed uh, oh, man. I, I don't even, I don't think I could bring it up right now. Uh, can, I'll, I'll chime in real quick. Yeah, on yeah. that. Warner brothers discovery. That when merger. Dis when that merger happened, they got rid of, so like a show that my kids and I loved, Summer Camp Island is going away. Hmm. Infinity Train, if you ever get a chance to watch that, if you can find it anywhere, probably have to torrent it now. Yes, I'm condoning piracy because it's the only way you can find this stuff now. Hmm. Because they told their overlords, the investors, we can save, I think, $3 billion. So they started canceling stuff. And by canceling stuff, it wasn't just like, hey, Trey, Carr, I love the show you're doing. We're just going to cancel it. It's like, no, we're going to scrub it from existence. Yeah, you cannot find it anymore. Anywhere. Yes. That way I don't have to pay you as an artist residuals yeah. for streams, et cetera. Right. They, DVD sales, all of that gone, gone. It's crazy. That's dirty. As an artist, it's just like my life's work. Just removed from existence. It, yes. Yes. And then. A show that I've been wanting to check out, I just hadn't gotten around to on HBO Max, Raised by Wolves. Oh, yeah, that, oh, that got the axe. Yeah. I, I, I I wanted to check it out. I can't watch it anymore. It's gone. It's 100% gone. You know, I, though, that's the danger of the streaming world and the mentality that you're that we're in where you don't own anything anymore. You don't have physical copies of things anymore. Everything is database it's on a server you know what i mean and you can just as easily just remove it from existence by unplugging a plug and it's like it was never there i mean look at the batgirl movie that was canceled so the two directors went and they tried to um get their product yeah they tried to go check it like they they, they were locked out of the room where they were doing cuts and edits like they're locked out yo i want to get my movie they're like nah you're good thank you Thanks for coming out. Done. That's that's crazy. And so it's when dangerous. people people 
I had a I had a kid. I say a kid. He's like in his probably early to mid twenties. Call me out within the last three to five years. Cause I mentioned, I think it was like five years. I talked about owning CDs and vinyl. He's like, okay, grandpa. <laughs> and I said, Word, you gonna call me grandpa? Cause I have physical media. I still buy 4K. I buy the Blu-rays, 4K. If it's a movie that I love enough, I buy it. Because I tell them, hey, man, when your internet connection goes down and you're like, I can't listen to my songs. I can't watch my movies. Like, they're gone. I'm going to pop my record on, throw my CD in. I still have tapes. Throw my tape in, my DVD, straight-up DVD, straight-up Blu-ray, 4K Blu-ray, all three formats. So I've got three different formats. I got the player. You didn't plug for, it in? Yeah, for each of those. I could plug it in. I could pop it in and listen to it. Oh, that sucks. I can't watch Game of Thrones season whatever. But you know what? I have the wire. I'll go watch that. <laughs> it's old. It's in DVD format. I got something to watch. It's 480p, but I can watch it. No, I've... Uh... As somebody, you know, like you said earlier, you know, you're kind of, you know, 10 years above, 10 years below. I kind of went into that, that avenue of, I don't need anything. It's all there for me. And then I am pivoting back to things. It's very easy for things to fall apart in the way that they are now. Things can end in, an, in a literal instant. There are countries that cut internet access when things are going on. Yeah. Like it, everything, you know, you cannot access you pay all this money for things, they're gone. So I'm pivoting back into physical items. I'm buying the movies. I Like you said, I'm buying the movies that I love. I'm buying certain CDs that I love, certain records that I love, because when it all comes to an end, which one day everything, you know, things are going to get a little tough. Everything's going to come to an end. Everything that goes ends. Will I be alive for it? Maybe I won't. Maybe I'll get to enjoy those, but maybe somebody who you know, 80 years later finds my stuff and gets to enjoy, you know, a movie because I somebody actually had physical movies. So I got one thing that we can talk about real quick and I think we can close this off. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so y'all know I was really obsessed with that book, Blood Meridian, for a long time. So I went to the source, like I went to where the author got the source from the book. I'm like this guy read like a book that was written by a guy who had a first-hand account of the region and the things that were actually going on in that fictional book. This was actually based in history. And I had like a madman's journey trying to find this thing. It was like freaking trying to hunt down Moby Dick. Like it was insane. Like I, I it's this book called uh, My Confession, Confessions of a Rogue by Samuel Chamberlain. Hmm. And this book on eBay, if you look it up right now, it's worth like 500 bucks. Like that's how rare it is. That's how, that's how wow. completely rare it is. Like there's like one, so I was, I, ha, I was faced with this, with this option. Like I could go to the library, talk to the clerk and have them give me the special book so I could read there on campus like every day until my heart was satiated or I go on eBay and try and find this thing. You know, I got really lucky. I found like a library that was selling one based off like a donation that they got. And I got it for like a nice little amount of money that was not $500. <laughs> But, you know, I went as far as to get this, what I consider my precious media, because I couldn't find it on the internet. I couldn't find the ebook version. The only place here in town was the library downtown. Mm -hmm. And I have this other perspective of this world. And you're right. I hope there's, 
some generation in the future that has these things that are not digitally digitally available because I was even going as far as to think like I'm going to cut the spine off this book and digitize it for people because that's something that people do. It's a preservation. You know, I could have just put it on archive.org because this book is so rare, but it's now serving to me as like a bit of an heirloom because I do like the book. There's firsthand accounts and there's watercolors and stuff. Um, but yeah, can you, can you say that you could find something like that on Netflix or on Amazon? Not really. Like it, it, it helps you like, I don't know, like it helps you like when you, when you look into something, you're really looking into what you are and what your preferences are and stuff like that. And that, that book signifies for me that, that search, you know, that, that, that search for your inner you yeah. kind of in a way. Yeah. And those are things that I've, I've like chosen to want to follow and stuff. And our new generations and stuff. I don't think they really will have a footing in that world. You know, they will not find books to be precious or this yeah, and that. I completely agree. And that's the, also, that's just the danger. And, you know, another topic, another day, another yep. show. Um, maybe I'll, maybe I'll hop on as a guest on edge free. We could do a conspiracy part too. <laughs> uh, but that's part of the conspiracy, man. I think that when you make all media and things like that readily available, but, controlled availability yeah it's yes. very easy to wash things from existence and people say that history is written you know written by the the, the winners definitely and you can it's it's so much easier to do that nowadays than it was hundreds of years ago um yeah it's just you know it's the danger of the world that we live in at any moment those things that you held near and dear can be just sh shut off yeah like i got somebody's freaking outhouse book it smelled terrible when i got it you know <laughs> <laughs> really like i had to put it through an ozone generator and this and that but you're right it's something that i hold precious to me now and i hope i just hope it serves me in the way i hope it ser serves somebody in the future that it served me because yeah that that consumer media monster that we're facing now is not is not really personal it's not as personal as it used to be absolutely man absolutely everybody we're gonna start closing this thing out um thank you for listening all music was written and performed by me e james for common sense media you can find uh me at e can talk on twitter and instagram you can find my man mr trey m i am uh available at marshall on mics on twitter and at marshall on mics three on instagram and you can find me on the Discord right now. I'm kind of social media unaware. I'm Smart. trying to work on it. Hey, you know what? In the time, for the time being, you can send a message to uh, at Common Sense Media and at Calm Sense Media, as mentioned earlier on Twitter. If you have any pr uh, particular questions for uh, Mr. Carr here, uh, with that, we're going to close the show. And uh, until next time, we'll crash into the next one.